Welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name is Adam. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we get into who's on this week, let's talk about what happened this past week. This week, Nintendo decides to censor everything, Donald Trump makes Sith 5 great again, and Twilight Princess HD continues to prove it's a remake worth picking up. Once again, my name is Adam. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this week, I'm happily joined by... Hi, it's Colin, and I'm here to tell you that... Are you Beachbody ready? No. No. Well, I am. Oh, alright, there you go. <laughs> Exciting. Dead or Alive Extreme 3, coming uh, sometime soon, I think. I don't know. <laughs> coming eventually. Speaking of things coming eventually. Hello, I'm Luke from Australia. I'm sure I'll come eventually to America. Are you, are you saying day. that Luke is impotent? <laughs> yes, yes I am, but that's a story. Are you saying you pronounce story. it that way? <laughs> it's a weird no, way to pronounce impotent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, last I am but not least. In other words, I have no stench. You, you, mm. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Last but not least. <laughs> Hello, I'm Lyra, and I'm really happy. And I'm excited to talk about stuff with these guys. <laughs> and, yeah. so you're going to start smacking like, the furniture? That, that was a very vague... <laughs> like introduction i could just probably put that in front of anything and it'd sound like it fit yeah pretty much i'm here with these guys talking about the stuff and the things that's me glad to have you with us uh thank you so much to everyone who listens and uh thank you for sending your fan topics if you have any of your own feel free to send this to us at zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com once again that's zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com you can also feel free to send those t- topics to us on twitter or uh, just message them to, to us during uh, live streams. Uh, I stream D&D every Friday. We also have them up on the YouTube channel. Colin streams some stuff. He also has the YouTube. You can, uh, Luke, the Lyra has the Twitter. I do So this is pretty exciting. Um, so I, I just <laughs> made that joke about <laughs> being beach body ready. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because... Um, I, I tend to import video games sometimes, and... Yeah, they don't sell as hentai games here, so as, they have, he has to get them imported from Asia. No. Uh, I can't but, believe uh, my lamp is this cute. But, but uh, uh... Stop. Bear senpai, please look at me. Let me tell my story, me. Adam. <laughs> Christ. So, anyway, uh, the reason I made the joke is because PlayAsia uh, is currently, like, shipping every one of their packages with this uh, promotional sticker for Dead or Alive Extreme 3. And it's just a... It's a girl, uh, holding volleyballs like she's holding her bosom, and it says "Beach Body Ready." And I have a bunch of these because I've imported a bunch of different uh things from PlayAsia, like Street Fighter Five and the Retro Freak console. So I just slapped it on my computer and I took a picture of it right now. And uh, PlayAsia actually retweeted it, <laughs> so now my phone is just blowing up with notifications of people liking and retweeting it. Oh my god. <laughs> like, as we speak right now. I see it. It's already at, like, 7 and 13. I've already had to, like, move my phone off of my desk so my snowball doesn't pick up <laughs> every, uh, three and a half seconds. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, yeah, hey, what have you guys been playing? <laughs> Um, recently I've been playing a lot of Firewatch, which is, for those who don't know, a, a walking simulator game, uh, with storyline <laughs> attached to it. 
It's actually really interesting, though. It's actually managed to get me quite involved, unlike some, uh, like, you know, uh, take me to the rapture or whatever the hell it's called. Everyone's mm-hmm. gone to the rapture, that one. That's what it's called. Um, that was terrible, but this one's actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you know that other game? It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. I wanted to play it. I mean, for for me... Uh, the thing about Walking Sims is that someone brought up a pretty good point in that they're pretty much, like, the modern equivalent of, like, point-and-click adventure games. They're just, you know, in a yeah. first-person, ex- like, perspective. Eh. And, yeah, no, it is. Uh, it okay, is. Pretty a much lot it of them, is. A lot of them is, like, solving puzzles. I have just stuff. one right. It, okay. Okay, it's that mist. was there it's basically just taking what was set up with mist okay. and Yeah, yeah. no, I was it. I was worried you meant like just plain walking sims as opposed to like uh Well like, no here's explorative well, like puzzle games. I, I know, but I'll get to that in a second. Right, right. Um but like the thing that I've always noticed about these old point and clicks that I love, by the way, don't get me wrong, is that usually they were really held together by their their writing. Mm-hmm. Like, no one remembers Sam and Max, or Grim Fandango, or Maniac Mansion for well-created puzzles, because they weren't good. Um, but, you know, the writing, the dialogue, the King's characters Quest, themselves. Major Suit Larry. Yeah, exactly. Space Quest. So, mm-hmm. SWAT. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> SWAT 1 and 2 are point and clicks. But, um, so, the problem with Walking Sims is that if they're going to try to sort of continue on this formula, they should, like... Or, or at least keep them gameplay light. They should at least have good writing. And if they don't, what's the point? Yeah, and that's why I had a problem with uh, everyone goes to the rapture or everyone's gone yeah. to the rapture. I don't know what it is with that title. Everybody's gone to the rapture. Um, but <laughs> I I don't know why I had a massive problem with it. I just feel like it was too uh, space between something happening and then the actual walking. Um, where to the point where it had no particular tutorial. I think they might have updated it now to have a tutorial, but in the original uh, time when I played it, it didn't have a tutorial, so I didn't know there was a sprint button. So I probably put <laughs> another four hours into the game. I didn't have. Oh, to I mean, put most into most it. people didn't know there was a sprint button because it was like a weird. It was like a. I don't know if it was a weird combination, or you have to hold it down for like a period of time before you actually start sprinting. Yeah, something like that. It was a yeah, really, really weird lines. thing. And it was so weird that they didn't include any sort of hint that there was some sort of sprint function. So I just ended up putting way too much more time into that than I should have. And it was just so monotonous and boring, I didn't end up finishing it. <laughs> uh, that kind of... I know this is kind of... Uh, do you want to finish this? Because I have, I have something that... Oh, yeah. That idea, we can uh, finish the, I'm playing uh, Wind finish. Waker... And Anna okay. was wrong. It's fantastic. <laughs> I didn't say anything yet. <laughs> and I've been playing uh, Alpaca World HD on my phone. And what is that? Run, Please tell you me. You run what it an is. alpaca farm. You you catch them like Pokemans. And um. Oh my god. Pokemans. Have you have you seen the uh, the Slime Rancher game, however, on Steam? No. I feel like you'd really like that. Really? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah, I've heard. Right it's weird because that game doesn't look very good, but like everyone's saying they really enjoy it. So. Like, it looks like one of those games that's just made to, like, be a cash grab sort of thing, mm-hmm. but it's actually doing pretty well. Um, what I've been playing this past week, uh, I played more Jackbox with uh, Lyra and Jake and uh, a friend of ours. And other than that, I 
starting to get into like figuring out a Star Wars D and D because my friends and I we want to probably do something like that. I might do an off session every now and then on the streams where I DM a Star Wars campaign for the guys. Uh, but uh, what you guys said about Firewatch had me thinking because we've never talked about this. I feel like it's such a it's such a good topic, um, but we never you never really think about it. Uh, what are your guys' biggest gaming fears? Because one of mine, and it's in almost every RPG I've ever played, I always have this fear that there's a sprint button or a run feature that I'm just not using, and I'm taking extra time to get to places. Oh, like Skyrim and stuff like that. Yeah. Like Skyrim I mean, I think that's horrible just, for that. I think that's just like the general gaming fear is that you're you're doing everything wrong. Right. And it's like... Th- it's really weird when you play a game that you are playing correctly, but it just feels off. It feels like, like you're feel, wrong. You feel like something is missing, but it's not. Yeah, like <laughs> any game that gives you control over, like, yeah, like in Elder Scrolls or Fallout where you get to pick your perks and stuff. Every time I play, I'm always worried I'm, I could have picked something better. And it's Here's just... a really crappy example. There's a TurboGrafx-16 game called Yo Bro, where you play as a skateboarding bear. It's like you want. And... To, it's like I can hear people turning off the podcast <laughs> as you go further and further into the story. Like you know, Turbo... it's, it's really, it's really great. You play, it, you play as a bear on a skateboard. There's, there's copyright infringing Beach Boys music playing. Okay, you got me and, already. I'm, and I'm you uh, use a slingshot to take out various B movie enemies. And what is he, Bart Simpson? The, no, he's the Wally Bear in the No Game, and, and he, uh, he, like you play, it just feels wrong. Like the whole game feels wrong. You're playing it properly, but it just feels wrong. It feels like what you're doing could be so much better, but that's just how the game is programmed. I think one of my really big gaming fears uh, is getting massively hyped for a game and then being extraordinarily disappointed about it like to the point where i don't want to play it because it's that bad um closest example i can think of would be pretty much any game from 2015 there was no massive standouts for me apart from a couple that i hadn't even heard of until adam introduced me to them oh which ones um, Undertale was one that I hadn't even heard of until you completely and utterly just brought it up in a podcast. I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. And then got <laughs> absolutely blown away by it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then another was, oh, what was it? Uh, Duck Game. I hadn't mm-hmm. heard of that. And That one's fun. We've had a lot of fun on Duck Game. Yeah. Uh, we need to play that again sometime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else was there? There was a couple of others. I can't remember the names of them, though. But, like, just. The main AAA games I got so disappointed by this year. Like, Fallout 4 was mediocre. Batman Arkham Knight was terrible for an ending game. It just, I, don't, I don't know what it was about last year. Just games ended up disappointing. I'm sorry to hear that. It's actually, it's not a good thing. But, uh, I don't know, there were some, there were some good, good games from oh, last yeah. year that I actually really liked. I might as well... Uh, come on in and talk about what I've played recently, oh. which was not. No, was I not don't watched. care. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, what have you played last week? Um, I, not a lot, but I guess two games that are interesting enough to bring up. Um, recently, and by recently I mean at Magfest, I um I purchased 
Okay, so as you, previous listeners of the podcast know that Adam and I love the show Game Center CX. Uh, we think it's great. We think it's the best show ever. Uh, the show is about old Japanese man plays old Japanese video games. It's a, it's a fantastic ride. I You should join it. And basically, um, there are licensed video games based on the show. One is on the DS and was actually brought over here. The second one was also on the 3DS but was never brought over here but has been fan translated. And the third one is on the 3DS but was never brought over here. And at MAGFest, I purchased all three. Um, the U.S. version of the first, the fan-translated second, and an imported third. And so I've been playing the first one on my DS, and it is, it is good. It is basically what NES Remix should have been, okay? Uh, basically, um, retro, the game's called Retro Game Challenge, and the idea is that it gives you, like, an old 8-bit game, and it gives you a bunch of challenges to do within this 8-bit game. But what it does better than NES Remix is instead of just giving you, like, a level to beat it gives you the whole game to play and then you just have to accomplish certain goals while playing that game and there's even like an in-game manual for all these games and there's even like fake magazines to read up on tips and tricks for all these games and it's really cool hmm. um and it's basically made up of a bunch of old 8-bit games that are they're fictional but they're based on real life game so the first game cosmic gate is based on galaga or galaxian the other game i played is gears of war ultimate edition for windows 10 i didn't know how i didn't know how uh downloading a pc game through the windows app store would be turns out it's kind of a nightmare but the game actually plays all right there you go that's all i got because it's <laughs> it's an app store you download it's a, it to download nightmare. netflix and hulu not actual full executable pc games you know how Netflix boots in, like, an app, quote-unquote, app window? Oh. Because it's supposed to be, like, a full-screen application for your tablet? Yeah. Gears of War launches in the same thing. And it's weird, because right. it's a full-fledged PC game. Ew. <laughs> and it also has the same locked limitations as any other application. You can't That's go weird. into, like... So if you're like, oh, man, the FOV in this game is absolute garbage, you can't just go into, like, the config files and change that, because it's locked behind a bunch of, um... Like oh okay security per like permission folders in Windows. That's a really weird system. I understand it is, and it kind of makes me wish these games were on Steam. Yeah, and I, but I mean, it's all part of Microsoft's weird plan to make your Xbox a PC and your PC an Xbox. So, and I only plan to get this game, uh, Gears of War, and uh, Quantum Break when it comes out. Through this window app store stuff. Other than uh, that, yeah, I'm I know so excited for that to come to PC. Because you, you know what's cool if you pre-order the Xbox One Digital Edition, it comes with the PC version. I for free. loved Alan Wake, and I'm so excited to see what Quantum Break will bring. I I disagree with you. You know what's interesting? Uh, I recently <laughs> saw an article today about Alan Wake. I think Colin shared it actually. Oh, Alan Wake is in Quantum Break or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that and also uh, that Quantum Break for the cutscenes. You need to have an internet connection. Oh yeah, you need to be online if you want to watch the live action cuts. Why? Could they not fit the live action cutscenes on the on the disc? I think 
I think it's because the, the whole plan is that Quantum Break is supposed to be like half video game, half TV show. Right, but I have no. Clue. I mean, there's been other things that have tried that, but it's here. I'm, I can, I can. Hey, hey, Rockstar, give Remedy Max Payne back. Make them make Max Payne four. Thank you. <laughs> that's the whole. That's all I got. That's the fix. That's the fix. Yeah. Because yeah. I think. Alan Wake was okay. Yeah, I I played part of it. I need to. I'll I'll it, probably stream it, it sometime. It's a very beautiful game on PC. It's it's um, odd. It's odd. Is it it's, like it, it's? I mean, it's Twin Peaks meets Stephen King, but yeah, that's a good way to put it. Well, that's what it my my pro- is. my problem though is I don't understand when it's. I feel like it doesn't know how to be a game, in some ways. Like it, it it's not even it that. forgets for... what it is. I don't know. For me, it's it's weird because I usually don't complain about the story of video games, but um, I don't like Alan Wake as a character. Oh no, he's a, he's annoying. I don't like him. He's annoying and he's all. boring. And what's funny is that I I went into Alan Wake going, okay, I can't think of Max Payne because this is not Max Payne. But I left going, man, I really wish Max Payne was the main character of this game because a a sort of mopey, depressed. Uh, you know writer but not even that mopey depressed but like you know knows the ins and outs of every situation and is quick on his feet is i think a better character than i don't know how to write my wife hates the darkness yeah (laughs) yeah i don't i don't he'll he'll see like a zombie uh axe man running towards him and he'd be like I, he's gonna ask I'm, me a question i'm like you know? i'm like what is th- like i was playing that i was like what is this who is this guy what like what what is this game <laughs> i he's 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 like he's stephen king's like biggest fan isn't that cocaine <laughs> oh, what no we all know stephen king's biggest fan is uh is beer as he said in like some interview oh, i thought it was uh cocaine i thought there was wasn't that which one was it? There was a one of his scripts is based on like a writer gets Cujo. What? Cujo. Is that right? is that the one? The dog one? Yeah, no. I think so. That sounds about right. Yeah. Or actually, that's what he wrote while he was like crazy on cocaine. There's um, uh there's misery one misery is about like the the woman is supposed to be y- representative y- of his cocaine yes, addiction. Yeah, she like breaks his legs and stuff to try and get him to write new books. Um yeah. she's very abusive, uh, but obsessed. Yeah, so that was that's what I thought. That's what I remember. It's I actually really need to go back and read that. But then again, once you read like one re- Stephen King book, you read them all. Um, yeah, pretty much. There oh, was a, in Maine. I'm sorry. You're in Maine. Yeah, you're in Maine, and uh, things are weird. <laughs> that's pretty much everything. <laughs> anyway, uh, yesterday for for those listening, but today for us, or a few days ago, if you're listening from the future. Um, there was there's a Nintendo Direct and people. One time we decided to uh, not record on a Thursday. It's not the one time, but it is one it's of the. Not, times. I mean, it's, it's one of the times yeah. we try to record on Wednesdays, but we en- we end up sometimes having to record on Thursdays. But it just yeah. so happens that like the one time we finally get to record on Wednesday, something's happening on Thursday. Yeah. Well, the problem is that if I if we record on Thursday, I don't have time to edit the podcast, and it comes out yeah, late on yeah, Friday. Yeah. Like comes out like six o'clock, and people get mad. Um, so, so (laughs) because of that, we won't be able to talk about the Nintendo direct, but we do have the next best thing. It seems like someone in Europe, 
don't know, he got a hold of something, he took some images of some folders and windows, I don't know, but apparently this is what everyone is claiming to be the legitimate leak of the Nintendo Direct, so Mm -hmm. we're just gonna read this off and, and act as if it's legit, and... If it is fake, you can all you can all laugh at us in the comments and draw on our uh, banners and react to our podcast titles with, before listening. Um, yeah. So there you go, <laughs> Adam. Do you have the list? I uh, I do. Let me just <laughs> get this centered. All right. So uh, <laughs> first we have uh, Link as a female. Wait, no, I'm sorry, wrong list. This is a no. list of things that people hate about me. Uh, oh, for no oh, reason. God. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's 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 look at all this list and read right, top so to bottom. Top to bo- Work in progress. Who knows what that is? Uh, eShop Nindy trailer. Whatever. Fire Emblem Fate special hardware and special pack. I guess it's like. <clears throat> How do you guys like my Colin impression? By the way. It's great, Adam. Thanks. Spot on. Uh, here, let me let me keep going. Okay. Continue, do your impression. <laughs> uh, Fire Emblem Fates special hardware. Okay, Ray Romano. <laughs> uh, Fire Emblem Fates special pack. Uh, lost it. Hey, my, my name's Adam. I, I like to, uh, I, I go to Denny's and I order a oh, grand sandwich so and I good. rub it on my grand crotch witch. <laughs> what? Anyway. Spot uh, on, Colin. Lost Reavers uh, main presentation. Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Can Olympic Games. Can we talk about all these things instead of listing them all? No. Yes. What the f- why are we? Yeah, let's, let's talk about them. Uh, oh my god. It's funny because a lot of these things on this list seem like things that they would be talking about anyway. Uh, specifically, Federation Forest, uh, Star Fox Zero, Yokai Watch, and Mario and Sonic, just because yeah. those are things that are coming out. Uh, they're probably going to mention here, here. the positive reception of Fire and Moon Fates. Uh, but the thing that was interesting was one thing that, one thing that Colin brought up, uh, cause, uh... No, there's, there's, uh, there are three things here that interest me. Well, there's one thing or, that you uh, said four. to me specifically there's... that I was interested in. Yeah, I know, but there are four things and I want to bring them are up. Are there five the things one... now? No, there's four things. <laughs> no, cause you went from three to four. I don't... I know, yeah, but, I know. like, then I... know. I, I know I was just making... I, I... Hey, man. Calm down! <laughs> uh... <laughs> The first one is Lost Reavers. <laughs> now, if if you don't know what Lost Reavers is, you may remember the Project Treasure uh, trailers from last year. Yeah. Well, that eventually, the, the sort of four-player, like, hack-and-slash Left for Dead uh, that Namco was working on, um, that actually got a full release in Japan. Oh. But... <laughs> Keep going. It seems like it's actually coming stateside, which is really cool. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is all just more work for you. I don't have to. I don't have to. I don't have to say anything. I'm leaving it this in. Is just, this is just more work for you. I know. <laughs> this is just more work for you to edit that. No, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> it was really funny. Okay. Just, it's like I imagine you like looking at me. With just like this, like what is your what? It, what? Why? <laughs> what is like, your like, like the most disappointment in your face. <laughs> oh. All right. um, Love you. It's coming stateside, which is that's cool. Yay! I'm I, I'm interested. It's going to be free to play, which is also interesting. Really? That's weird. So yeah, well, that's the whole point. It was a free to play like hack and slash left for dead. Oh yeah. I, 
about treasure hunting. It's really weird. I'm curious to check it out. Um, you think we're gonna get a yeah. Toad, uh, Ca- Captain Toad costume for it? Like DLC? I hope so. I hope we get a game maker. Uh, God, I keep saying game maker. <laughs> game maker thirteen now on Steam. Uh, <laughs> game Center costume. Uh, oh my God. There's also Star Fox Zero First Print Edition, which means they're, I, I assume, because I remember Shiggy, Shigamiri, Shigamiri Yamada, was um, saying like, oh, I'd love to have an R-Wing amiibo. So it makes me wonder if just like Twilight Princess HD, if the first print will come with like an R-Wing amiibo. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Twilight Princess HD will be out by the time you're hearing this. Yeah, so, uh, so pick that and up. And it's gotten good reviews. Yeah. The second to last thing I want to bring up is Monster Hunter Generations. Mm-hmm, that was what that I was interested the, in. Yeah, it's the Monster Hunter game that's the only one that's just not stateside yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why we're bringing up this leak, even though it could be totally faked, because it's literally a picture of a Windows Explorer window, um, is because a few hours after this quote-unquote leak went up, the Capcom trademark for Monster Hunter Generations went up. Yeah. Meaning that this could possibly actually be legitimate. It's a it was a weird coincidence at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. So um but the 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 most interesting thing that no one's bringing up for some reason is Super Nintendo now on new Nintendo 3DS. I could see that happening. Yeah. It's uh... um so I guess the idea being that if you own a new 3DS you'll be able to get Super Nintendo Virtual Console games. And this also interests me because there's been rumors of Mother 3 coming out. Mhm. And this is included and I mean we all know that Game Boy Advance Virtual Console is possible. We just haven't seen an official release other than the Ambassador program. Right, right. I've been playing it for years. NES Virtual Console has been a thing right. since the Ambassador mm-hmm. program. So it makes me wonder if maybe later this year to celebrate Mother 3's anniversary that like that's been hinted at if Nintendo's going to go, oh, now you can get Earthbound Beginnings for the NES Virtual Console, Earthbound on the Super Nintendo Virtual Console and Mother 3 on Virtual Console, Game Boy Advance, 3DS. Cool, 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 cool stuff. Possibly. Uh, Or possibly on the anniversary of Iwata's death. Maybe, maybe I don't know. It, it would be interesting to see that, but uh, it's 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 very possible. It's very very possible, and that's that's exciting. Um, is there anything else from this list you guys want to talk about? Is there anything else that caught anyone else's eye? Everyone's gonna get mad at Federation for it. Yeah, everyone's just gonna get mad at it. I don't like honestly. I I wonder. I I wonder if they're gonna show anything new because main presentation and uh, Nindy trailer. I mean, the Nindy trailer is going to be stuff we, we've we already seen that we knew is coming out. Stuff like Mighty Number no. 9. Right. But uh, main presentation, I wonder if that actually means anything. Or if it's just there to make this leak look more legit. Who who knows? Um, but yeah. Other than that, uh, do you guys want to get... I guess, I guess there's no Zelda mention, which I guess I'm, I'm at this point I'm not to be... Exp- like. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. It's to be expected. I, I I honestly don't think Nintendo was going to mention anything about mm-hmm. Zelda, Wii U, or NX uh, until E3. Right. 
Uh, and considering the neck they have announced that this direct is supposed to be about games, you know, from now until the summer instead of now until spring, means we may or may not see another direct until E three. Probably, which is a shame, but I don't know. I I think it's I think it's fine. I I don't think we need Nintendo directs very like rapidly. I think that it's a little no. bit of an overflow. I think I think it's all right because the the more spaced out they are, the um I mean obviously it means that we're begging for more information all the time. But it means that but we're it, getting it, more. It, that means they can yeah, we get these like long, you know, like hour long videos that are just lists mm-hmm. of Last really week cool we stuff. didn't get to talk about it cuz it came out right after we recorded, but we got the Pokemon Direct. And that was yeah, five I mean, that minutes. Was like, that was yeah, that was like six minutes long. Yeah, it and was. They didn't even show gameplay. No, for the they new... showed them making concept art, making concept, yeah, they... art, not even actually having con- making it <laughs> for the new one. I I I'm like, wh- why even show it? To to get on that that hype, I guess I don't know. Also, this is very interesting. I've seen no one talk about this. Um, well, they talk about it, but not in this aspect. Uh, Pokemon Red. Blue and yellow are getting released on the eShop, and they made it so that you can transfer Pokemon through the Pokemon Bank. Oh, yeah. What they don't, what no one seemed to mention is that that means that they're not actually releasing direct ports, they're releasing updated ports. That is not the case. You want to know why I have to say that? Why? Because if they wanted to work on Pokemon Bank and work with uh, later generations, They'll need to make up for the fact that certain Pokemon's stats, or, or certain stats in Pokemon, did not exist uh, before a certain generation. I believe I don't know too much about it. Pokemon used to have I, only special. Then it got switched to special attack and special defense. I know, but no, the thing is, is I, I don't know too much behind it. Mm-hmm. But I've I I have read from multiple people that there's more going on than than just like them being updated Mm -hmm. i think it's like a weird process i'm not familiar i don't use the pokemon bank i don't even play the newer pokemons yeah neither do i i don't even know if i'm gonna buy the virtual console releases of any of these because i've already played these as a kid i have blue and yellow in my backpack right now like why would i buy it again (laughs) i yeah i have yellow downstairs like with the rest of my game boy games i love that game so much yeah i i I played Heart Gold and I liked it. I don't really have any intention of playing them again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even know if I'm going to pick up these new ones. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that people are getting the, the opportunity to play it. By the way, if you're thinking of picking up any of them, pick up Yellow. Like just just yeah, pick, no, up, pick yellow. up Yellow. Yeah, just it's, get it's Yellow. It is it is the it is the crystal version of its generation, the emerald version. But it has a, a Pokemon following you, which is so amazing and so disappointing when it didn't happen in later games uh because yeah, pikachu became all... like your your best buddy why did and you they got all keep the, on uh... keeping that out what why did they continue keeping that out uh probably just because it wasn't centered around pikachu that game was kind of had more it was it was very unique in a lot of ways pokemon yeah. yellow was just a like capitalized on the tv show right but it uh like that was pretty much the whole point right but it also had a lot of story changes and like little things here and there which made it cool well yeah to to make it more like the show uh, but i love that, that uh, even like now even oh yeah now not liking the show anymore i still love that like what they did with it because it was it was such a a good opportunity to make such a really cool system in a game 
Pokemon Ranger has it so that all the Pokemon are following. Nobody behind. plays Pokemon Ranger. I Nobody. just thought I'd better mention it. I thought I'd better mention it. <laughs> so Luke, I'm sorry. So so that's that's all we got on this Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Um it's who knows what this means. Uh but again, maybe we're maybe this information is correct. Maybe it's not. I don't know. You can laugh at us if you want to. Um, but I will be going into New York City and watching it firsthand at Nintendo New York. So if and you're there and exciting. you didn't see Colin, he was there. <laughs> and he... if it, you know what? If I don't collide into a yokai watch advertisement again, uh, what you could? Oh, last time I went. Okay, when I went to go see the direct, mm. I um. This is this is probably the funniest like mental image for anyone who went there, but uh, or just thinking of how it went down. Basically, after the direct, I had to uh, rush to go get a train to like catch a train afterwards. So, I I bought some amiibos, and then when I turned around to like you know quickly leave, I like <laughs> slammed into a big advertisement for Yokai Watch. <laughs> Oh my god. And like <laughs> if you've ever been to Nintendo Nintendo World slash Nintendo New York, you know like how like sturdy those things are because they're like bolted to the ground and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a huge like <laughs> Oh my god. And like I couldn't do anything because I didn't break it or anything, so I just had to like look around worriedly and then skedaddle <laughs> <laughs> like a big goober. So yeah, um that means the the employees probably had a great time watching a grown man buy some toys, collide into an advertisement, and then leave, run, <laughs> leaving the store. I just watched the 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 shameful delight on someone's face quickly fade. Oh God! I can't believe I bought this uh this Senred Kagura t shirt. No, I don't. I forget what like amiibo I even bought. I think it was um. That's how you know amiibos are a problem when you forget what you were purchasing. You just you just like looking around. There's like boxes of them everywhere. It's like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining Jeff. If you don't know, if uh, if you guys know Jeff, he's one of the copy editors for the site, and he's on the podcast sometimes. He has so many amiibo that I'm sure he could swim in them. He has like literally all of them. I think he's missing like two. Jake's amiibo. <laughs> have you seen that? I have not seen all of them. There's quite a lot. Yeah. I have a picture somewhere. It's unhealthy. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw a tweet earlier that kind of interested me. Uh, oh. It was from Phil Spencer. Oh? Yeah. I think it's probably one of my Phil. favorite quotes from a from a gaming executive. Uh, I love Phil, so I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see what it was. Uh, he said, We should all applaud when a team does something special. Those who hope for teams to fail due to platform aren't real gamers. This is in response to someone saying, Xbox head is talking about how great uh, Uncharted 4 will be. Just to wave just wave the white flag already. This is embarrassing. Sad to say. You know, I, I, I really appreciate Phil. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I, I was talking to Caleb. You all know Caleb. Who? About... Uh, did you say no? I was yeah, no, I was just being stupid. God. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I, I was talking to him, and I was like, I'm really, I'm really like glad and like sort of interested about this generation because it seems like mm-hmm. um, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo have realized that the console war is kind of a farce, mm-hmm. and so 
all of them are kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. Because if they were to just do, like, the standard head-to-head, like, everyone has the same console, just you have to figure out which one's better, um, I think that'd be probably disastrous for the well, industry. think about the last time two companies really went head-to-head aggressively. That was the last one. It was, uh, I mean, to me, it was Sega and Nintendo. Yeah, even and it didn't and it didn't work out well for one three, of them. <laughs> three sixty PS three. Even then, it wasn't. But like, because and also the issue with this generation is that you have the PS four selling gangbusters because mm-hmm. everyone need wanted and needed to get a brand new console, and it just so happened that the PS four just happens to not be the Xbox or the Wii U mm-hmm. because we all know the Xbox totally screwed up. Um, you know, introducing themselves. And the Wii U is the Wii U. Yeah, the Wii U, people don't even know what it is. Um, yeah, so it's interesting to see... So it, we all know that the, one of the reasons why the Xbox's introduction was terrible was because the head of the Xbox division was Don Matrick, mm-hmm. who just just completely destroyed the whole thing. Just goofed it up. Where, you know, oh, sports, TV, and all that. Yeah. Uh, so he left. I don't know if he left on his own terms because of the controversy or he was removed, but they basically made Phil Spencer the head of the Xbox division. And ever since then, Phil Spencer has had this really cool attitude. Mm-hmm. And it shows at all these E3 conferences and all these uh, interviews and everything. He seems to just not, and he said it before, he just does not care about being better than PlayStation he says, or Nintendo. His, he said, and I, I found this quote, uh, my job isn't really to keep you from buying something else. My job is to make you proud of what we offer and to give you an enjoyable experience with the product we have. That's 100% what I'm fo- fo- focused on. Uh, people sometimes make fun of me that I mentioned Sony or I mentioned Nintendo. It's not to play Sega anybody or make them think I'm some kind of good guy. He's He does it because he is he cares about Xbox. And he cares about his what he does, what he puts out, and he has no problem being aware of the industry and what's going on. And I think that's very, very good for Microsoft to have him in charge of a uh, Xbox division. Yeah, I, I mean, it's the little things that make him really enjoyable. I liked when the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge was the most popular meme on the internet, and. When he did it, he was like, oh, yeah, I challenge uh, Yoshida of Sony and Reggie <laughs> of Nintendo. And I was like, all right, that's, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. Um, I, I loved the, the last couple of times he've, he's, like, you know, presented, like, the E3 conference and going, like, we're just here to show games. That's what you guys want. We know you guys don't care about literally anything else. You just want to see games for the system that are coming out soon. So here we go. Um, his, his plan of, as I said earlier, making your PC into an Xbox and your Xbox into a PC, I think is actually really smart. Right. Because now that both are loaded with Windows 10, it makes that a hell of a lot easier. We didn't get to talk about it, but we had a topic set for last week, uh, that, uh, uh, Xbox is now, like, certain that all their apps are going to be universal. They're making sure that everything that's on Windows 10 is going to be an Xbox and vice versa. Um, so... It it won't be surprising to see in a couple of years, uh, there will never be a game that is released on Xbox One that isn't exactly the same on PC. 
in terms of quality and and bugs. people may say like oh that that's a bad move because that means there's less of a reason to get an xbox but a lot of the reasons why i mean one of the big reasons why people buy an xbox is because they believe the lie that is oh pc gaming's way too expensive so the idea that i mean the way microsoft is handling this is way better than even valve is doing with the steam box where if you buy an xbox one you're basically buying a cheap gaming pc right you're buying a pc for the living and if you buy a gaming pc you get an expensive xbox and that is actually kind of smart right and with things like, as I mentioned earlier, if you pre-order the digital version of Quantum Break, you get the PC version of Quantum Break, and your save data actually transfers between the two. Which is smart. Exactly. So, I think that's actually really cool, because it means that no matter where you are, you're playing Xbox, and I, I, personally, I think that's a really cool idea. And even then, they're trying to bridge the gap with games that are just on Xbox by letting you stream uh, your Xbox games to PC, and I imagine in the near future, um, Microsoft is going to announce something kind of like the Steam Link, where you can stream PC games to the Xbox, because mm-hmm. that also will then cut into Sony's whole market, because there are certain PS4 exclusives that are also on PC. So Microsoft going, oh, Street Fighter V is a console exclusive. Well, now you can run it on your Xbox One mm-hmm. through Windows 10. Oops. Uh, by the way, I don't... I think that's really smart. I don't think I mentioned that I played Street Fighter Five last week. Uh, I didn't. But I, <laughs> I have been, and... Me too. Yeah. <laughs> but as I was saying to Caleb, it seems like we're... And as I mentioned earlier, it seems like we're in a generation where each developer is sort of doing its own gimmick mm-hmm. to sort of keep their hardware different from the others. You have PlayStation with its, like, 35 million accessories like PlayStation Move, PlayStation Camera, uh, Project Morpheus, that dead handheld that everyone keeps saying is alive for some reason, (laughs) that dead handheld in a box that you can plug into your TV that Sony's not even producing anymore. Uh, But they are doing something. Rest in peace, PlayStation TV. We hardly knew you. But they are doing something that they said they would be doing. Oh. Colin, you you don't remember? (laughs) What? The, the, uh, streaming to your PC from PS4. Oh, oh, right, right. <laughs> I was going um, to say. Well, I mean, the remote play is already a thing that you can do on the dead handheld. But yeah, in the new PS4 update, you can you can stream your PS4 to your PC. I don't know if whether they're going to release official drivers for the PC program to detect your DualShock 4. I don't know if you'll be able to play it with like a Xbox One controller. I don't know. Whatever. That's cool. Can't wait for it. Um, cause the remote play on the PS TV and the PS Vita are awful. So there you go. <laughs> and it seems like Nintendo is content with doing, according to rumors and speculation, um, doing a console handheld hybrid, which is always, I mean, handhelds are always been what Nintendo has been good at and doing sort of a hybrid is kind of neat. Yeah. Actually, do you, should we talk about that? Because, like, there was a huge NX info dump, supposedly. Uh, if you want to, sure. I I mean, I don't know how valid it is, but if you want to kind of... Uh... Okay, so again, take this with a grain of salt. But apparently a quote-unquote trusted leaker who has apparently leaked, like, valid information before said he has looked at some internal Nintendo documents because that's what always happens. Uh, he looked and at the secret files. He went into Reggie's office and he... 
he looked at some Windows <laughs> Explorer folders and yeah. took pictures of them. Um, yeah, so he saw a we, dot text document that said yeah, super but secret. But it seems like through these, we've gotten maybe a clear image as to what the NX is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have a link down below so you can read it. But basically, here's the gist of it, just from memory. Um, it's going to be the NX, instead of having a console that's meant to be like the hub of the system mm. that you plug into your TV and you plug into the wall and the gamepad, instead, the whole console is going to be inside the gamepad. I, mm, I, with the idea, with the idea being that there is a wireless HDMI dongle that you take out of the gamepad and you plug into your TV. So instead of the console producing the main image that's on your TV and streaming the secondary, you know, second screen image to your gamepad, you have the gamepad rendering both, but streaming the primary 1080p image to your TV. Hmm. I don't think I um, like it, to be honest. I'm not sure I feel about it. It's basically the Wii U without the console. Yeah, I'm not sure. The console's I... in the gamepad. I'm not sure how I feel about that still, because that just seems yeah. like... This idea of like having the having like kind of like a a booster pack console that you can take on the go, like a handheld, uh, yeah, sounds like a good idea on paper. But when I what I think of is now you're having a system that is either underpowered when it's on a handheld, or well, it's it's underutilized when it's all together. Well, here's there's there's more to this. Okay. Apparently, the way they're designing this is that the hardware is going to be very similar to the Xbox One. But it's going to have a bunch of um, extra cores and guff inside it so that you could pretty much port over, like, anything to it. Um, it's it's, architect, uh, it's Architecture is going to be very similar to how the PS4 and the Xbox One are designed. So porting over games from those systems are going to be very easy and will run on the console very fine. So you think it's going to be Nintendo kind of catching up instead of, like, being a leg behind in terms of like resolution quality and things like that yeah okay they, they're trying to go much more for a third party support thing which they try yeah. to do a good. bit more with wii u yeah. but it's much... apparently and according to this leak third party developers have been saying it's like the easiest console to port games over to that's good <laughs> that's actually really good because um, people were I, w- I wouldn't say no i will they were intimidated by the wii u the I mean, Wii U was does... not a system that a lot of companies were eager to move to because yeah. it just seemed like a, a niche market. It seemed like the gamepad wasn't worth using. They didn't know how to use it, or it was like a, it was a different kind of like it, it was. I mean, I think what so definitely we... helps in mm-hmm. the situation is the fact that the PS4 and the Xbox One, uh, and even PCs use the same um, x86 based CPU and AMD GPU layout. So they're pretty much using the exact same hardware. In fact, I believe the only difference between the uh, the PS4 and the Xbox One in terms of hardware is that there's a larger memory buffer on the Xbox One, but the PS4 uses GD, uh, DDR5 RAM, and the GPU in the Xbox One's a little less powerful. But that's really about it. Yeah, it's like little nuanced things here and there. Yeah. Um, you probably don't even understand a single word I just said. Me? <laughs> no, not you. Okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> just I yeah, did. you, Adam. Uh, you, you dummy. Uh, um, 
I recently had to build, but, build a PC, so I had to learn what these things mean. There you go. But it's <laughs> yeah. interesting to see that Nintendo is also adopting this this sort mm-hmm. of layout. And there's a few other things they mention. Um, apparently, the thing is going to be Bluetooth compatible with everything. Mm-hmm. So you could even say, like, connect your phone via Bluetooth to the gamepad and, like, little notifications from your phone will show up on the gamepad. I think that would work, if especially you... with the uh, Nintendo's increasing, mo- like, their in- increasing interest in mobile markets. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it would make sense to have some kind of, like, companion app for games, especially bigger and ones. So imagine we might if as well you... talk about hmm? Zelda. Apparently, Zelda will be on the NX, uh, if, this, if this leak is to be believed. Yeah. So, in other words, uh, the entire Zelda U thing has just gone out the window. <laughs> Uh, maybe well, here's, it might be. Here's the thing about mm-hmm. that. The, the guy also mentioned that Nintendo's pumping a lot of money into the development of Zelda Wii U and for the Wii U version, um, as well as also pumping a lot of money into the Wii U and 3DS marketing for this year. And up, supposedly the 3DS is getting a price drop later this year, which then makes me believe that the NX might actually be compatible with the Wii U and the 3DS. Which would then go with the claims that Nintendo said, where even after the NX, they will continue to support the Wii U and 3DS. It's it's definitely too soon to say anything. Yeah, exactly. This is still all very much speculation. Yeah. Uh, um, but I think the one thing that makes me wonder is then if, if that's the direction they're heading is if we're going to see sort of like a, a Game Boy Color situation where Zelda NX is not actually the same Zelda game on the NX, but instead if you take the Zelda Wii U disc or whatever and put it on the NX, will it be like an upgraded version? Like if you put Link's Awakening DX in a Game Boy Color compared to the Game Boy? Or how certain Game Boy Color games were, like, enhanced on the uh, Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. as opposed to when you're playing them on the Game Boy Color, like Shantae. Yeah, I I don't... I don't know. It's really, like, too <laughs> early to say yeah. at all. I mean, it's just, just rumors, but... Yeah. Do you want to talk about... It's very fascinating. Do you want to talk about something that uh, people have been asking about? Fan topics. Yes, let's talk about fan topics. Uh, this fan is topics. this co- one comes from our friend Patrick, and this is a bit of a long one, so I apologize. Uh, if you have any of your own fan topic scene song submissions, cover art, or anything like that, feel free to send those to us at ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to, you can also feel free to send us topics or questions on Twitter. Uh, that's down below. And you can watch our streams, uh, go to our YouTube channels to follow us outside of the podcast. We do a lot of other things. We're very interesting people, I, I promise. Well, they are. I'm not. But anyway, uh, on to the fan topic. Hello. Hello. So, I am one to overthink and go in depth on franchises I love. So here's a quick ramble on Zelda and potential item usage, question mark. So what comes up more often these days is on how Zelda should be like Dark Souls. I get where they're coming from, but not really should just take that model. Because it would make laws not what the series is. Plus, Nintendo would bork it and make it kind of bad. But one aspect is to make Souls-like, and would be a hark back to Zelda 2, is to add RPG elements to an array of weapons that you could use that have stats, elemental attributes, HP, etc. Seems pretty obvious, but that idea alone could put a new dynamic on Legend of Zelda. This is a lot, a lot of stuff being said here, but basically saying, what if we had items in Zelda U, uh, or in a Zelda game that 
added RPG elements, uh, gave you more uh, of a style of combat that you could play with. Uh, a Goron shield, he says, uh, a Zora lance, that that sort of thing. Do, do you guys have any ideas for weapons that would fit the Zelda universe, fit Link as a character, um, that would give players the option of how to play the game? I mean, I think when people say they want uh, Zelda to be a little more Dark Soulsy, I guess they 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 sort of mean in terms of how the dungeons are designed and how the combat is made, because Zelda is like modern Zelda combat is okay, mm-hmm. and Dark Souls uh, definitely has like this this really well designed uh, combat, right? That just it it just feels good. I think um any Souls game just plays fantastic. Well the the I think one of the things that Zelda is missing kind of uh is that that Dark Souls has is these fantastically giant beasts that seem imposingly like godlike that seem like totally yeah. out of your league and yet somehow you can overcome them. The game lets you know that it's not going to be easy but you can beat this. And that is something we actually saw, because everyone's going to bring this up, um, in the the old, like, Wii U tech demo that had the Zelda. Right, the giant spider thing going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. that giant spider. Um, Which is, it was, it was perfect for that reason. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah. But, uh... So, I mean... Let's focus it, on Zelda games that are out right now. Like, games yeah, that exactly. are currently being played, because that's, that's what we have to go with, so... Yeah. If you're gonna say in the comments below, we already covered it. Don't worry. Um, okay. Yeah the the most the most uh, enemies you fight in Zelda games, even the big ones, are usually very simple to beat. Once you learn their pattern, um, it's not as scary. It's it's nowhere near as scary. Even in Dark Souls or Bloodborne, if you yeah. even if you learn the enemy's pattern, it's still scary. Um, and, Astral, uh, and I think a lot of that's due to the fact that Dark Souls is is very much so based around um, older video game logic and design, which is why those games are so good. Right. Uh, sort of the little tricks they yeah. pull in it and and whatnot are very similar to mm-hmm. say an old like eight bit adventure game, right. kind of like the original well, Legend of Zelda. It's uh. It's where, I mean, here's here's a good example. This is one of my favorite boss fights in Bloodborne, uh, is Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower. She mm-hmm. scares the crap out of me because she is very strong, very fast, and she has a lot of reach. Um, and unless you are a player with a lot of courage, you have a trouble, like a hard time beating her because you have to get in, you have to get really close in and start hitting her. And that is scary. With a woman that has a giant blade that is made of blood. Um, that can move at the speed of sound. Uh, I, I think, like, even in a lot of these games, even when you learn the boss's strategy, they still feel very imposing, they still feel very powerful, and they still feel very scary. Um, Zelda games are missing that. Uh, I was playing Link's Awakening on stream the other day, and and the first boss fight was so boring that the mini boss before it felt much more exciting. Hmm. And that was disappointing. That like I shouldn't feel that as a player in a game. So the fact that that happened uh means that Zelda needs to, to I think in in that regard that's where it's really lacking. I don't think it's the items cuz Zelda has a lot of items. Um 
Could they be more interesting? Sure. Uh, do they take a lot of interesting routes? Yes. But could they be more combat viable? Definitely. I think that that's the biggest issue. Yeah. It's it's still it, you still have to use your master sword for ninety percent of the tasks you're going to be doing in a three D's old game. The other ten percent is taken up by your bow, and then occasionally bombs or hookshot or whatever miscellaneous items you may have. Yeah. Sorry, rant. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's fair enough. I mean, like most, 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 like Zelda bosses, uh, especially in the newer games, are designed around like hit the enemy weak point for massive damage with specific item. Right. And like Dark Souls is definitely the same thing, but just on a much larger scale. Right. the The weak so... point isn't even that obvious. Oh yeah, it's it like for some enemies it's like the back of them. Some people it's the side. Sometimes you have to hit them after a certain attack. I mean, I, I'd say I'd say in Zelda it's a little more obvious than than Dark Souls because right. Dark Souls is meant to be just like a massive puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I guess like one way they could do that is just to make more items and make the uh, the telegraph. Th- this might sound like attacks. a very juvenile uh, approach to it, but part of me yeah. is just like make the enemies bigger. Just make them, like, yeah. absurdly huge. I, I think that's a that great place to in, start. I think what's interesting is that we haven't seen any, like, midi bosses or even, done, like, bot main bosses for Zelda U. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if, because of the whole, mm. you know, tech demo, though, I mean, we really shouldn't be speculating off that tech demo. Yeah. It's just shown to BS the hardware. But uh, I, it makes me wonder if they're going to try to emulate that style. Because it is trying to emulate the original Zelda games, mm-hmm. and the Zelda games were known for having Link being this tiny-ass little sprite, while, you know, Ganon's, like, much huger. It's, like, five times so, the size. Yeah, and you can't do that in a 3D game. I mean, you couldn't do that on Ocarina or Majora's Mask right, you would have because broken of the system. technical limitations and the fact that the cartridge can't hold that much. Right. Um, but now that the, the Wii U... Yeah, the Wii U much is more definitely system. much more powerful, and the NX probably will be. So, <laughs> maybe they'll actually try to pull that off yeah. now. I mean, Skyward Sword had a had a few really big bosses here and there. Oh, yeah. Uh, th- those were few and far between. There was, like, one that I can think of on top of my head. It's just the uh, one in the desert. Uh, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. I didn't play much Skyward Sword. Um, yeah. But other than that, there's very few times where that even comes up. Uh, but the system could handle it. The system could definitely handle a giant pig Ganon that is oh, yeah. monstrously sized. And I'd love to see that. Yeah. I'd love to see that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Yeah, so thank you for your fan topic, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Do we do we have I, any more? We do. I I'm actually want to get the next one. It's going um, to sound oh. really weird uh, when then don't say it. randomly pop in. Just like, oh god, it's the Australian again. Run, run. <laughs> okay, bye. <Yeah. laughs> Lyra, do you have any thoughts? Thoughts? Mm-hmm. None. Okay, None then. At all. Oh, That's fine. all right. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to? Lyra, do you want to take the charge on this next topic? You want to be the first one to respond because I always am usually the first one to respond. What is it? All right, I'll read it to you. This one comes to us from one of our longtime listeners, Michael Vasquez. Uh, thank you, Michael, for constantly supporting us. And Marty, stop playing your dirty, dirty video games. Anyway, <laughs> uh, M- Michael, Michael says, I want to get your thoughts on 
Does the Legend of Zelda franchise need an end tier like Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z that jumps from good and evil in the future? Uh, uh, I give you this example. What if Link fought him and beat him and then they joined forces, but he can turn back at any moment? So you as a player need to watch for, out for the signs he's about to turn because uh, he does whatever he wants. So it'll benefit him. I feel like... Uh, basically, does a... does the Legend of Zelda need a cool anti-hero or sort of a rival for Link? Not to intervene, but I feel like we, we just answered this question a few weeks ago with, should, you know, with um, moral choices in a Zelda game. Uh, how so? How do you mean? I'm, I'm not really sure what you mean by that. Because, well, because a few weeks ago we, we had the question of, um, you know, oh, should there be a Zelda game where you can have, like, moral choices right you can be the bad guy well no 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 he's not asking if we if we should be the bad guy he's saying should zelda have a anti-hero that uh collaborates with link i, I like, like anti-heroes could... but i don't think the zelda necessarily needs one. Okay. i feel like that's like a very similar yeah. question though i mean mm-hmm. it may just be me but like uh i i think it's uh it, it is kind of similar but i yeah. think i'm gonna i'm just gonna be playing devil's advocate so don't like think i'm <laughs> arguing with you either of you yeah. um so to answer what you were saying, Colin, um, it's it's not exactly the same because instead of having these internalized choices, you have a character representation of that. Sort of like, you know how Sheik in Ocarina of Time is supposed to be like this kind of guide figure? Yeah. Uh, it's sort of like a similar thing where it's like Link kind of sees this path that he could be taking or could have taken at some point along the line. And it kind of lets the player assess themselves against that. Um, I guess either it's... to to justify the reasons for doing things or to question them. I guess the reason why I feel like that's a it's a weird question. It's a good question, by the mm-hmm. way. I don't think I'm like knocking your question or at all. He hates it, but um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, He's crying. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I think the reason why it's a weird question is because, well, when I hear does Zelda need an anti like an antihero, I I immediately think of you playing as one, rather than having like a little dude joining you like it's the witcher because <laughs> i don't know i feel like having like a second edgy friend in a zelda game would be kind of weird mm-hmm. well i don't know maybe that's just me what about like... Groose? Groose is not an anti-hero mm-hmm. but he's not like a sidekick character that follows you yeah i know well no it uh yeah he's no. not with you in the dungeon right uh lyra can you repeat what you said i yeah. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, I like the idea of an anti-hero, but like Colin said, I don't think in the Zelda universe there necessarily needs to be one. Okay. Because I can't think of any situation where that, I don't know. Would benefit the game? Yeah. Okay. No, that's 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 a fair point. Uh, I, think I honestly as don't I, disagree with either of you, so I really can't say I anything. Think, I believe I mm-hmm. mentioned this, uh, I don't know if directly in that question about uh, Legend of Zelda need like playing as the villain or if it was just you know some other thing um some other question i was responding to but like legend of zelda has always been just just working off of the same basic fantasy fairy tale a million times Mm -hmm. you know young you know boys going off to save the princess off the against the evil guy so I think Nintendo would always like to stick to that and not try right. to clutter it up with like really weird, complicated ideas. They have other game franchises to do those, explore those ideas with. Oh yeah, yeah. They and I, I, I mean that formula has worked mm-hmm. thus far, and I mean change is never a bad thing, mm-hmm. but I think it's just, I think it may, you know, it, there needs to be a too... why for it first. 
it's not yeah, it's not necessarily too many too many cooks can spoil the broth yeah. basically it's i don't disagree i'm just asking for a reason like a be- like a good solid reason as to yeah. what how this will benefit the series a lot of the times when like you're making a game i think uh you ask yourself the question how will this benefit the player why am i doing this and what will they gain from this yeah. Uh, but that's it that I want to say from that question. That's. I mean, we're, we're kind of running out. Of, I'm sorry. What? The the only way I could see this working. Okay. Is if is and this would actually be an interesting idea. Oh man, Nintendo, take notes. Is if they made a another kind of Legend of Zelda Four Swords game, mm-hmm. but instead of the style of oh like, they the all past, they all like disagree. No, not okay, even that. But like in, in instead of like the style of Link to the Past, like they usually are, where it's like a top down mm-hmm. sort of, or you know, like Triforce Heroes is. If it was like genuinely four player, like Zelda Wii U co op, that'd be weird. That'd be cool. With which which is weird, mm-hmm. but this idea could work with it. Yeah, that would be really awesome. I reckon. If they manage Actually, to pull that off correctly, that kind of gives me uh, an and idea. Cons- and considering that we just talked about Zelda being more like Dark Souls, and apparently Zelda Wii U wants to be more like Skyrim, that could actually work. Uh, I kind of have this idea now in my head, based on the one you you mentioned with Four Swords, how they could introduce an antihero into Zelda game. Um, yeah. it would be kind of like a side quest mini boss sort of thing. But what if uh one of the attempts to tried to beat uh ganon was to uh use the 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 four sword the four sword i think it's called yeah exactly i'm just making sure um and instead of all four links agreeing they all like completely disagree and the other three run off and part of the game is that you have you can go and try to attempt to to beat them to return them to your to your spirit yeah um so you kind of have that where they're like, oh, you know, he, there was a guy, same outfit as you. He's he's red and he's causing a muck in town. You just find him like smashing pots everywhere and you're just like, red. <laughs> yeah. And then you and join him and smash pots with him. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you become the antihero. I guess the question there is then how would you, how would the game decipher who is the good one and which one is the bad one? Uh, I mean, how the how the NPCs won't just like hate all of you, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be cool. Nintendo, tell us how to do it, please. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah, do the work for us. Make the game. Just make <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, make the game. Just make Come it. On. God, <laughs> you do the work. We just came up with a neat yeah. Concept. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, but thank you so much, Michael, for your topic. Uh, I think we're we're just about out of time. Do you guys want to start wrapping this up? Because we we're a little bit over time. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, a few things I want to throw out there to mention: uh, Mass Effect Andromeda has been delayed to 2017. Uh, Who cares? Uncharted 4 looks to be delayed again. Who cares? Uh, Dark Souls 3. I'm sorry. Uh, Big Hero 6 is getting an animated TV series. Yay! Apparently, Star Fox Zero might be delayed. Yeah, that was the other thing. Again. Um, oh. and uh, PS4 is gonna have an update that lets you appear offline. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, and Dead or Alive Extreme Three coming yeah. this month. Also, sometime. if you heard about that Fire Emblem Fates uh, controversy, uh, I did a bit of my own research down below. Uh, I invite you to look those topics if you're feeling comfortable. It's a little bit on the uh, 
more intense side, so if you're not really comfortable, don't look at it. If you're not comfortable with more extreme... Don't forget to pre-order <laughs> Fire Emblem Uncut and Reloaded. Yes. Yeah, I, I just yeah, saw that on Twitter, 3D. and it was hilarious. Yeah, the 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then... oh, the, well, no. The the backstory for that is that after seeing the Nintendo Direct, um, you know, leak, I decided to make my own mm-hmm. leak, and one of the game the the games I listed was Fire Emblem Uncut and Reloaded, oh and someone god. actually made the box art for it. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's uh, hilarious. Make sure you check it out on Instagram. Yeah, Twitter. check it out. Right. <laughs> we'll have it linked down below. Yeah. All that good stuff. Uh, but until next time, I'm Adam. Um. I'm beach body ready. Shut up. <laughs> oh, that's Lyra. That's Luke. I'm Lyra. <laughs> Thank you, Lyra, for joining us. <laughs> Total. All right. Bye, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey. Bro, comments. Watch out.